0: Welcome to the Hypnotoad Podcast on the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, as always, Andrew Zimmel, as we get ready for another week of Big 12 basketball action. Got to talk about one of the best games of the season, one of the best two wins of the TCU men's basketball season, and then also, by the way, football schedule is released. We'll talk that, and then uh, women's basketball. They're still trying to get healthy, guys. Still trying to get healthy. You got to give them a little bit of a leash here, but... They play Kansas this Saturday. It's supposed to be a good one. We'll get into all that and more. But first, got to remind you, subscribe, rate, and review the pod wherever you get it, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Please, please, please help the podcast grow. The best way to do that, of course, is sharing it with your friends and family, but also giving us a rating and review and if you put it on Apple Podcasts, if you give us an Apple Podcast review, screenshot it, and send it to the boss, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, you, yes you, can receive a free Heartland College Sports koozie. Now, I don't know if he will get it back to you immediately. His Kansas City Chiefs are in the uh, the old Super Bowl, if you uh, can believe that. You might not get it immediately, but I promise you, you will get it. So, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your hypno toad all right let's talk i want to start with football i want to start with the 2024 schedule because i've looked at this and if you remember last year uh i i gave you a prediction i said that tc was going to win uh 10 games i said they were going to win the big 12 and that they would be playing in the college football playoffs once again now i I'm not going to make that same mistake twice. (laughs) Okay. A whole new quarterback group, right? Chandler Morris is out. Is it going to be Josh Hoover? Is it going to be somebody else who steps in during the spring practices that really differentiates himself to take the reins and be that next quarterback? TCU, low key, you know, has had one of the longer lines of quarterback lineage. We're looking at almost, what, like 15 years of solid quarterback play. Not every college football team can say that. In fact, most can't. So I look at it this way. I say to myself, let's go through the schedule. It's still super early. The schedule was just released this week. So we have some time. We have some time to think about things and and kind of decide what we think. All right, so let's go. First game of the season, You go to Stanford, take on new ACC opponent, Stanford. Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense, right? The Atlantic Coast Conference now stretches from sea to shining sea. Interesting, needless to say, TCU 3-0 all-time against Stanford, including a win over Jim Harbaugh, coached teams in 07 and 08, and then, of course, the incredible Alamo Bowl thriller in 2017. So that is week one. You go to Stanford and take on the Cardinals. All right, then the following week, uh, newcomer to Division I FCS ranks, the Long Island Sharks, they come to town and uh, play in Fort Worth. So if you are one of those people who looks at the Stanford Cardinals from last year and you look at the Long Island Sharks, a relatively new FCS program, you're thinking to yourself, you know what, not a terrible way to start the season. In fact, I would go on the first three games. First Big 12 game of the season, September 14th, UCF comes to town. Now, UCF in their first season of the Big 12 – Nothing to really write home about. This was not the 2017 team that went undefeated. In fact, I would argue this isn't even the 2018 or 2019 team that was pretty good at the Group of Five level. It's a whole new ball game in the Big 12. I'm not exactly uh, somebody that's buying a ton of stock into UCF in year number two. We will see what happens. That's week three. Week number four, SMU in Dallas It's the first battle of the Iron Skillet with the Ponies being members of the ACC. And it's the last officially scheduled game between these two teams. So you know this one. If it wasn't for all the marbles before, it's for all the marbles now. SMU has begged and pleaded and wanted to be in the Big 12 for whatever reason, whether it be the death penalty, whether it be the old Southwest Conference, that Texas and Oklahoma did not want them around. Whatever the reason, SMU has always kind of been on the outside looking in when it comes to premier football in the state of Texas post-death penalty. I think there's a lot of other programs in other states. uh, There's a lot of other states just in general that if something like what happened to SMU happened to one of the programs in their state – they might rally around and try to protect them, right? Like, even bigger than rivalries, bigger than everything else, you could see something like that happening, I think, in a state like Alabama or Florida where it's like, okay, Auburn's going to get the death penalty. Well, you know, we were cheating too, so maybe we kind of lay off on them, go to the NCAA, whatever. Maybe maybe I'm being crazy. Either way, SMU's been on the outside looking in. They finally were able to join a Power 5 conference Ironically enough, second ACC team that TC will be playing in the first four weeks. You know, it's weird if it happens once. Really strange if it happens twice. So they play the final Iron Skillet. That game is in Dallas at SMU. Uh, going to be an interesting one. That's week four. Week five, Kansas Jayhawks in Kansas City. It is a home game. It will be at Chiefs Stadium. It's going to be a good game. But... Uh, For all intents and purposes, I think Kansas is going to be a little bit down this year. Hopefully, TCU a little bit better than they were the previous year. Uh, The last two games that TCU and Kansas have played, both were Frogs wins, but both were decided by a combined 10 points. Week 6, Houston Cougars come to town. Another team that I'm not exactly buying a ton of stock in. Uh, They are in year 2 of the Big 12. This game is flexed to be played either on Friday or Saturday the 5th. So, if you're one of those people who is really, you know, into buying tickets ahead of time, either going to be October 4th or October 5th. That game, again, in Fort Worth, it is what, the fourth home game in this uh, stretch. And you think about the game in Dallas. Point of the story TCU's beginning of the season, pretty nice. All right. Week 7, bye week. Got to win your buys. Week 8, October 19th at Utah in Salt Lake City for the TCU fans that are going to travel for that game. Let me tell you, it will be a uh, very fun game. Salt Lake City is an incredible city. It gets a lot of bad uh, press from the East Coast elites. But I tell you, everybody who has ever been to Salt Lake City that I know has thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Cam Rising will be returning for his sixth collegiate season for the Utes. Former USC and Arizona wide receiver Dorian Stinger, he's coming back for the Utes as well. Utah, one of the sneaky best teams in the uh, now-dead Pac-12. Will this be the best game to this point? I think it will be the best team that TCU plays to this point. That is week eight. Week nine, Texas Tech has gone from Little brothers, little brother to now thinking that they potentially could run the state of Texas. This is the battle for the saddle. This game is played in Fort Worth. It's another home game for TCU. Look, if the season goes the way that you think it's going to go, this could be a momentous game. If the season goes the way that I think it's going to go, this could be a momentous game. Because this could be a game that could decide... Who plays in the Big 12 championship game? Now, I'm hoping that the football season will be similar to how basketball has been, where everybody seems to be, uh, everybody can beat everybody. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, experts knock on the Big 12 for the way that everybody can beat anybody on any given Saturday. But I think that in this so I think in this case, it's going to be a good thing. I, I'm hoping for multiple teams in the top 25 in the Big 12. Texas Tech, I'm hoping, is a top 25 team on Saturday, October 26th, so TC can knock them off. It'll be the first time Horn Frogs are looking to avoid consecutive losses to Texas Tech from the first time since 2012-2013. Those are the first seasons that TC was in the Big 12. All right, moving on. November 12th, correction, November 2nd, at Baylor in Waco, Blue Bonnet Battle, good versus evil, whatever you call the game, it is going to be great. TCU has won eight of the last nine, with the only loss coming in overtime in 2019. Uh, Dave Aranda is essentially coaching for his job next season. This is one of the few protected rivalries that will take place every year in the Big 12, and we can all hope that it produces another classic. I just said I will hope multiple teams are ranked in the top 25. I hope Baylor doesn't win a game. So, There's my thoughts on that. All right. November 9th, Oklahoma State, a team that played in the Big 12 Championship just a season prior, they come to Fort Worth. That should be another good one. Mike Gundy's squad is hunting for another trip to Arlington. I thought Mike Gundy was going to be on the way out the way the season started last year. The fact they ended in the Big 12 Championship game, I still think the seat is it hot? No. Is it warm? Perhaps. November 9th, they come to town. Week 12 is a bye week, week 13 Arizona Wildcats come to Fort Worth, another team from the now deceased Pac-12. Should be a good one November 30th and to wrap up the season at Cincinnati. So, look, I said I'm not going to make a prediction. I don't want to make a prediction, but if you've listened to me long enough, you know how I feel. The TCU team should be better than they were a year prior. Now, if they are not better <laughs> if we are in a situation that we were in last year, where every single week I am begging and kicking and screaming that uh we are not playing defense very well, that the offense looks like you know they're they're half asleep, and that Sonny Dykes he did not look lost last season. He did lose like it did seem like he lost the locker room at some points in the season last year. If that all happens again. Uh, this will drive me probably to start drinking. So, look, I'm not going to give you a win prediction. We're not even at the spring game yet. I am telling you this. You look at the schedule. You look at the home games. You look at the way the TCU finished the season last year. Kendall Browns is coaching for his job. New defensive coordinator. TCU. Arlington. Collision, of course. All right, let's move on. Let's talk basketball because it has been two great games back-to-back. Now, I've mentioned a couple times that I think that this TC men's basketball team is a little bit worse than they were a year ago. I've gone back and forth. There are times where it looks like there is a more complete team on the court. And there are times where I think to myself, man, oh, man, do I wish we just had one stellar player. And especially watching college basketball is very frustrating. It's a frustrating, frustrating existence because you get all these games. You're taking in, what, 20, 25 games a year of college basketball between the regular season and the conference tournament. And then really, you it's kind of just a crapshoot during March Madness. So I said before, I will reiterate on the podcast, that this is a team this is a program that should have the bar at the sweet 16 and anything other than that should be a disappointment and anything more than that should just be a little icing on the cake will tc win the national championship watching the games i've watched this year uh, win a big 12 championship it's possible let's go through their last two weeks of games starting two weeks ago A loss in overtime at Cincinnati. Should TC have lost that game? If you look at the box score, you'll say yes. Watching the game back, watching the highlights back, I can tell you now that I really wish that they could have gotten the job done in Cincinnati. Then they go hosting Iowa State at one point loss. But now they've won three consecutive games in Stillwater, in Waco, and triple overtime. And then on Tuesday night, we're recording this Wednesday afternoon, on Tuesday night, against number 15, Texas Tech. The Big 12 has never been as good as it is right now. The Big 12 has never been as good as it is right now. Michael Peavy had a perfect game from deep against his former team, four four, career high in makes from downtown. He finished with 18 points and a team high for assists. Okay, the Big 12 leader in three point percentage, percentage Travion uh, Tennyson was four for eight, finished his night off with 23 points, and Jameer Nelson Jr. came off the bench to make two threes as well. The TCU shot the lights out uh, against Texas Tech. Makes me a little nervous, right? Because is that something that you can expect every night out? No, (laughs) you can't. But to get three consecutive wins, you look at the way that they beat Baylor last week or last Saturday, you look at the way that they win a midweek game. It's hard for some teams to get up for midweek games. It's even harder when uh, you're, you're playing a top 15 team in Texas Tech. The game being in Fort Worth makes life a little bit easier, but I will say that this is one of those wins that I look, we're going to look back at the season and hopefully say, hey, this was a turning point. Now, they do have to go to Lubbock later in the season. That's next month. Uh, well, we're recording this on the 31st, 20th. So, again, in a little bit less than a month, they've got to go to Lubbock. Um, but they finished the season out at BYU, at West Virginia. Home against UCF. You look at the way that the Big Twelve, again, a absolute gauntlet, uh, an absolute gauntlet uh, this year. You look at where they rank, and again, they're in the mix, sixteen and five overall, trailing only uh, Kansas, Iowa State, Tech, and Houston. In the overall rankings, you look at them in conference, 5-3. and three. So right now they would be, what, the 5 seed coming into the tournament. Oklahoma, Kansas State all behind them. Texas has kind of fallen off too, 14-7 and seven overall, 3-5 in conference play. And they come to town this Saturday. Now, I've been telling people since Texas and Oklahoma decided to leave the conference that every time you get a chance to kick Texas' ass, you should. With that being said, it's a whiteout. It's a 1 p.m. tip. I don't know. I don't think the game is going to be any. It's on ESPN 2. I wanted to double check that. I was like, I don't think the game is being nationally televised. It is. That's on me. ESPN 2, 1 p.m. tip against Texas. If TCU can string together some wins here, they got to go to Ames uh, on next Saturday, right? So they play Texas this weekend. Next weekend they go to Ames, and then they have a quick trip back to Fort Worth to take on West Virginia. West Virginia, not exactly anything I'm writing home about. You look at the way that they have been; uh, their season has been going two and five uh, in conference, seven and thirteen overall. I'm just saying, keep an eye on this men's basketball team because if they can get a top three seed coming into the conference tournament, wouldn't shock me by any means. Uh, if they end up winning or at least playing for the Big 12 championship game. Now, teams that matter. Going to Lubbock on the 20th, that game is going to ha- carry a lot of weight. Baylor's 3-3. Three and three, They're 14-5 overall. It's a rivalry game. That's going to be an important game. But the rest of the schedule, to this point at least, you know, Iowa State, Tech, and like I said, that Baylor game. And then, of course, this Texas game on Saturday... There is a shot here that TCU could really juice the stats a little bit. Now, at the same time, watching them play all year, they're going to drop a game that they shouldn't drop. They're going to lose to a team that they shouldn't lose to, and we're going to have a little bit of a panic attack on the couch watching them. All right, let's move on. So after forfeiting two games last week, TCU women's basketball has been able to bounce back in a mighty big way. The story at the, to this point should not be... I can't believe TC Women's Basketball uh, are losing games. The story should be I can't believe TC Women's Basketball are playing games because they have been the most injury riddled team, maybe in women's basketball. Like, there are so many other stories. There are so many other big stories happening in women's sports that this TC Women's Basketball team is kind of flying under the radar. If players didn't get hurt if we if we had everybody back, this would be the story that would be leading every single ESPNW article this would be the story that's leading every single uh, female or women's sporting story like Caitlin Clark incredible uh, but let's be honest here they have done a miraculous job of turning this program around a team that won, what, nine games last year, 15 and five, right now, and a chance to continue to put some wins in that win column. This is an incredible story. That being said, they are not going to be healthy, maybe ever, okay? But they're not going to be healthy until about the midway point of February. The hardest, the most difficult month to win basketball games in. Is February Because at this point, if you are a team that has your sets, if you're a team that has figured it out, if you're a team that's bought completely in, then you are not going to change anything. And if you're a team that has struggled to this point to find ways to win games, which to be fair, TC Women's Basketball has not done that. The women's side of things were winning big games early in the season. Now, part of that could be a you know a little easier cupcake schedule but 14-0 is 14-0 but since what the beginning of January they've only won one game one win in the month of January for the women's basketball team again two forfeits injuries all the other jazz that goes into that I will say this you look at the teams that they're playing you got games against Texas and Oklahoma, West Virginia, Cincinnati. I'm not gonna tell you that this is a women's basketball program that, again, is gonna win the conference, but I do think that they are a team that has a chance here to make a little bit of noise, especially if everybody gets healthy. Kansas three and six overall, ten and ten on the season. That is your game this weekend. I would pick uh I would pick TCU to beat Kansas this weekend. It's a home game for the Frogs. Uh, you don't want to miss out on that. All right. that is going to do it for the Hypnotoad podcast. We will talk next week because we have Senior Bowl stuff happening this week. Next week, we'll talk Senior Bowl. We will talk a little NFL draft. Uh, we will probably be giving our predictions for the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, no, it's an excellent week of Hypnotoad and an excellent week of TCU Athletics. Reminder, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get the Hypnotoad podcast, whether that be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your TCU content, please, please, please help the show grow by subscribing and reviewing. Send your Apple Podcast review to Pete Mundo, M U N D O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and tell him when you write your review, you shoot him that email, say, Go Chiefs, go, and he probably will get it back to you a little quicker. Thank you guys. We will be back again next week with all things TCU.